Hi, you're listening to Ask Your Dad, don't ask me why, this podcast is named that, we're gonna give out advice for free, though we're not trained professionally, and you're gonna listen, cause we're your dads. Hello everybody, my name is Herman, and I think it's time to duel. That's right, everyone. <laughs> like many a uh, nerd on the internet, I am obsessed with this new Yu-Gi-Oh game. I think it's called Master Master Duel. Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. I'm playing it on my PS5, but you can play it on like literally any platform. I think. Um, I was one of those kids in elementary school that was playing Yu-Gi-Oh during recess. Like I was not running around. There was no swungs being swang. There was no tether balls being balled. There was no uh foursquare is that a children's game i wasn't playing no foursquare i was sitting at a bench or a little like cafeteria table with a couple of my other nerd friends and we were dueling that's what we were doing and that's what i've been doing for the past 48 hours almost straight almost consistently just playing Yu-Gi-Oh because why do anything a healthy amount you know you always got to push it to the absolute limits the absolute extremes that's what we do here on this podcast because you're listening to ask your dad featuring me and only me today it's a single father episode just because i've been a little bit busy this episode is also a little bit late so sorry for that um i wanted to make sure i still got one out this week though for you die hard listeners who are fiending 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 for this podcast like rue from euphoria be fiending for a damn high it's getting to a point right euphoria is so good right But it's getting to the point, I'm not going to talk too much about it because hopefully next week when I have someone on here, we'll have a more full discussion about some of the things that have been happening on the past couple episodes of Euphoria. But, girl, girl, you know, you're you're not supposed to like Rue watching this show because she's literally an addict and she's literally in the throes of all this other stuff that like makes her an unlikable person because it's supposed to reflect you know like real life and real people who have to have close relationships with addicts but god damn do i want to shake that bitch sometimes um cassie as well and on the other end of the spectrum also needs to be shaken uh not stirred baby shaken not the fuck stirred need to grab one shoulder left hand on left shoulder right hand on the other shoulder and shake just just a good shake to get them them brain cells back where they need to be but anywho, it's speaking of brain cells, uh, since, you know, it's just me for this man cave segment, I just wanted to unpack some things that have been on my brain a little bit lately. And the only thing <laughs> that I can literally think to unpack in this time, literally the only thing that came to my brain is the fact that this new Charlie Puth song is stuck in my freaking head. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Um, you've, you've probably seen the TikTok where he's talking. It came out like months and months and months ago where he's like, what if I made a song? Just out of the little sound it makes when you flip a light switch. And then he flips the light switch and he's like, oh, that's it right there. Oh, oh my gosh. And he makes like this whole beat off of the light switch. And then he does a little chorus and then you turn me on like a light switch. And then he, you know, flicks the little light switch. And now the song is out after months and months of TikTok tormenting of him slowly building the song together, which that's the part that bugs me. And this is the thing that's always bugged me about Charlie Puth is that I feel like he's disingenuous. I think that's a word, right? When someone is not genuine. I just feel like he's one of those people 
who puts on a facade or like sees a trend and like rolls with that trend even though that's not really the kind of person he is because to me charlie puth just looks like this dumb boring music nerd right who probably does not have great luck with women and is probably an asshole because when you spend that much time doing something and you're like really really good at something like music you're usually an asshole i feel like a lot of people who are like really really great musicians are also assholes because you have to there's a there's a there's a smidge of selfishness and like your shit don't stinkness that comes attached with that and i feel like he does not and he does not like embody that as much as he should because i would respect him more if he was just like yeah my shit don't stink i got a fucking perfect pitch and um yeah i'll fuck your bitch too like if he was like that i would respect it but he tries to play off as like this like oh but when i just like my little music and i'm so inspired by all these random sounds and shut up anyway (laughs) so sorry so sorry but anyway that's the thing I don't genuinely believe that it was just like this serendipitous thing of him made this TikTok where he was like, oh, what if I flip the light switch? I think this whole song was already written and produced. And he was like, what if I make a TikTok building this song from the bottom to top? And then people will be like, oh my gosh, wow, he's so innovative. As opposed to just being like, oh, here's the song that I wrote that involves a light switch. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, the song is really good, though. <laughs> That's the thing about Charlie Puth. I talk so much shit about Charlie Puth. People who know me, who are close to me, know. I talk a lot of shit about Charlie Puth, but then I also, like, listen. I'm, like, his most... <laughs> I have the highest streams of any of his listeners of his songs. <laughs> anyway. That's just, like, a little little walk into my mind. Just a little thing to top us off. This is gonna be a pretty short episode, I think, because I'm literally on my lunch break from work recording this. <laughs> and so I'm gonna have to go to work relatively soon. So we're gonna take a quick break uh, to pay some bills, and then we are gonna get right into the advice segment, and we're gonna answer some questions on Reddit, baby. Get ready. Hold on to your britches. Make sure your seatbelt fastened. Here we go. All right, everybody, we are back for the titular segment of the show, Ask Yo Dad, where we either answer, you know, some listener letters or listener letters. <laughs> Sorry. You either answer some listener letters or we go on Reddit and, you know, give advice to people who did not ask us specifically to give them advice, but we do it anyway. So today, if you have something that you would like to ask of us, you should send us an email at justaskyourdad at gmail.com or you can dm us on instagram or on twitter at ask your dad pod that's probably the easier option so just do that before we start i would like to um announce a naming theme for this episode for our um advice requesters i think the naming theme that we're gonna go with today is antagonists that's really broad we're just gonna we're gonna do antagonists today we're gonna start with um we're gonna call this person santana because she's like the best written antagonist in the entire history of television here we go did i make a mistake by tattling on a co-worker santana asks a co-worker of mine has been pretty rude to me for quite some time now there will be periods when she's nice but then a rude text will definitely find its way to me I'd have ignored it earlier. Oh, no. I've ignored it earlier. Today was the third or fourth time she did this, and I immediately called up the department lead and told them about this reoccurring issue. They assured me that they'd look into it. 
Here's the twist. I found out from another coworker that the person I complained about called them up and said things like, why would they tattle? I have issues with everyone. I've had arguments with everyone, but they've never complained. Everyone just goes back to normal. Why did they have to act like a child? The they in this in this situation is Santana. So Santana's just asking in this situation if she or they made a mistake in tattling for their tattling on their coworker about the situation. I think no. I think that you were right to do this because when you have a work relationship with someone, sure, I definitely think that you should have brought it up to this person first. I think that that is the most responsible thing to do. But, you know, at work, it is not your job to maintain relationships most of the time, depending on what your job is. But most jobs, your job is not to maintain relationships. Your job is to go and do whatever service that you need to do. So if you don't want to go through the work of maintaining a relationship with this coworker, I feel like that's fine to go above them. Because that's what they say. They say that you should either... You should go up, not out, right? So if you have a problem with somebody, instead of gossiping, talking around, like with people that are also in your level, which you didn't do, you go up. So you talk about you talk about it to someone above them. And maybe that's that maybe that's not tattling per se. Maybe it's just venting, maybe it's asking for advice for how to go about the situation. But that is the correct step. You don't wanna you don't wanna, you know, muddy the waters. So you need to either go directly to that person and talk about what's happening. And if you're uncomfortable with that, then you always go up. So I would say you're at least half just in what you're doing. Um, I would say, yeah, at this point, since you've already heard from another coworker that the person complained, I would just go talk directly to that coworker, explain where you were coming from, explain why you were uncomfortable, and if not, just ignore them. <laughs> because hopefully this solves the issue, like, one way or the other. Um but yeah, I definitely think having that direct conversation of like, I'm not trying to start drama, I just really wanted a more copacetic workplace and try to explain where you're coming from. I think if you do that, the person will understand. And if not, then just try to keep your distance from each other at work. That also shouldn't be that hard. Again, depending on where you work. I don't know. There's not a lot of details in this one. Shout out to you, Santana. Keep up the good work. Uh, I hope that this goes well. And update us if you listen, because I'd like to hear what happened next. All right, on to the next one. <laughs> this one is just so blunt, and I think that I, I just want to get into it. I'm going to call this person Sasuke. I feel completely happy on my own and think it's the best thing for me. But sometimes I'll kiss someone drunkenly on a night out, and then I really like them, and then they turn me down sometime later. Then I feel shitty and like I need to find someone. Any tips for being better at being alone? That's a <laughs> that's a big one, but it's also like normal. Like this is like so like normal and developmentally appropriate for like a human being <laughs> at any stage of life, right? Um, I think a lot of people, and I read something about this recently on Twitter. Like a lot of us just talk about this whole thing about like how we want to be single and we're strong being single on our own, and it kind of takes away from this idea that like it's okay to want a relationship. It is completely okay to want a relationship. You should be able to do things on your own, for sure. You should be able to be right and love yourself in your own space and all that stuff. But, like, it's not dirty or wrong or sinful or anything like that to want a relationship. Like, that's natural as a human being to to long for something like that. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a typical thing. So I wouldn't shame yourself in, like, wanting that kind of connection. I would say, though... 
to make sure that um, if you want one of those connections, it's not to fill like any hole in your life other than the hole of not being in a relationship. Like, hopefully you're not wanting a relationship so that you can like use that person for whatever thing, other thing you're missing. So I would just do some self-reflection in that case. But in any other case, it's like totally normal to want to be in a relationship and to be sad when a relationship doesn't pan out that you really wanted. But uh, in, in, in case of tips of being better alone, um, if you're just talking about like wanting to be like okay in yourself, I think hobbies are a great way to be okay in yourself. I think for, for me personally, whenever I am not busy with something, whether that's work, whether that's school, whether that's, um, you know, things that I enjoy doing, like for instance, playing Yu-Gi-Oh that I talked about earlier or um, hanging out with my friends. Um, what else are things that I do? Drawing. Drawing is something that's really unique to me. Not unique to me. What the, who the fuck am I? So drawing is something that I do a lot. <laughs> Making this podcast is something that I do a lot that I'm passionate about. When I don't have these things going for me, things that keep me interested, things that keep me engaged in life, those are usually the times where I want a relationship the most. So I think finding the things that bring you joy outside of other people, like things that you can do yourself, that you can sit down yourself with, goals that you can set for yourself that you can like work a little bit at each day, I think filling your time with stuff like that um, will really, you know, fill in that gap and fill in that longing because you're working on becoming the best person version of yourself and making yourself the most happy so that when this magical person walks along, you're not like thirsty for it. You don't like need it. It's just like this would be a cool addition on all the other shit that I have going on. You know? Does that make sense? Okay. Well, that's all I got for you, Sasuke. I hope that that was at least a little bit helpful. You know, I just be talking sometimes. All right, what do we got next? Another question of did I do the right thing? You guys are really, y'all going ham on, on, on this genre of advice question. Okay, so I'm going to call this person... What's a good antagonist? I'm going to call this person Dr. Doom. (laughs) We just went to such extremes. How did we go from Santana to Sasuke to Dr. Doom? I don't know. Anyway, Dr. Doom asks, did I do the right thing? His mom died last November, and he has since resigned from work because the company he was working for before was shitty in giving him bereavement leaves and assistance. I'm currently working two full-time jobs, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Both jobs are paying well, but I'm also supporting my younger brother's tuition fees, bills at home, rent and car loan. I wanted him to look for a job now, but he got upset saying he hasn't gotten over his mom's death yet, and he wanted to spend his time to maintain the house she has left him. I'm currently paying his bills and everything that he needs. Am I the asshole for confronting him? Mm. That's a spicy one. See, there's like no timeline on mourning someone in your life but there definitely is a timeline on you know completely supporting someone with no with them having no effort of supporting themselves especially someone who is a full-grown adult and so i would just there's like a kind way to have this conversation like you could sit down with your brother and be like hey i know you don't really want to look for a job right now but I am paying for everything revolving you. I'm paying your tuition fees. I'm paying your home bills, your rent. I'm paying your car loan. Like, I need a little bit of something back, you know? Maybe you guys can make up, like, some kind of agreement. Like, maybe you continue paying his bills, 
And in exchange, he cooks all your meals. He buys groceries. He does something. You know what I mean? Because, there, you know, you should want to support the people in your life, the family in your life. But there should also be, you know, if you, you know, it's, it, it's completely fine for you to, like, pay all of his stuff if you have the means to do that and it's something that you want to do. The second that it's something that you don't want to do, I recommend you stop doing it or you find another way to do the situation. Because what's going to happen is you're going to build all of this resentment because you are completely supplying this person's life. And even though you love them, you're going to build some resentment. And it's going to build and build and build until one day you snap and you yell at him or you kick him out or something and your relationship is freaking broken forever, right? So I would maybe sit down with him and make like a plan of in so many months and so much time, I need you to start paying this or I need you to start doing this thing. And you guys can work it out together, whatever you think makes sense. But kind of just coming from that place of like, you want the best for him and you know that there there might be a timeline on how long you can su- you can support him in s- supplying the best for him you know i don't know I, I i would hate to be in your position i would hate to be in you or your sibling's position i know that's really like a hard thing and so there's probably not a hard and fast answer and so i would just sit with that the fact that there's not like a direct right way to deal with the situation because it's so complicated and there's so many emotions and everything but i don't think that you're a bad person for supporting him i don't think you're a bad person if you choose to stop supporting him as much i mean i think the most important thing that you can do is support him emotionally and everything else you know as a human being as as hard as it is you kind of have to you kind of have to figure out figure out a way to take care of yourself at some point so gosh geez louise praying for you guys I mean, let me not say I'm praying for you because I don't really pray. I don't want to be facetious, but I'm rooting for you guys, manifesting for you guys. Um, That's tough. Good luck, Dr. Doom. I hope that I helped or at least brought some levity to your situation. Oh, this one is this one seems really interesting and complex. We'll do this one and then we'll switch to Am I the Assholes? All right. Hi, please. I need help. We're going to call this person another antagonist. Who am I thinking? All I can think of is like superhero shit. I'm trying to like steer away from that and think of some like like drama antagonists, you know? Ooh, Nate Jacobs. We're going to call this person Nate Jacobs. (laughs) Hi, please. I need help. I'm reposting this message again because I couldn't find the right answer. I want to start my singing career, but there are lots of problems on my way. First, I can't become a singer in my own country, so I have to go to another country, but after my researches, I realize that it's hard to immigrate to another country as an artist. You need to reach some certain positions for it, and I'm not sure that I can reach them in a few years. So I've decided to study in a university and immigrate as a student, so while I am studying in another country, I can start my singing career. I want to study engineering, but I'm afraid of being criticized from pe- by people. I mean that if people start saying things like she studied engineering in another country for six years or more, but in the end she became a singer and a musician, and she used this as a way to immigrate for a singing career, and what if they hate me because of this? We're going to unpack that momentarily, but I'm going to keep on reading. So sometimes I tell myself that I should study music, English literature, business, or dot 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 to get rid of this problem by getting criticized. But I am not sure about studying these majors in uni because, you know, singing is not a guaranteed kind of career. And people tell me that majors that I mentioned before won't bring me a comfortable life too. 
I have to be financially independent after I finish uni. I have planned to have my university degree as a plan B in the case that it takes some time to start making money from singing. So which way shall I choose, in your opinion? Shall I choose the first way? People will start criticizing me a lot if I choose this way. Or shall I choose the second way, which people will not talk a lot? Let's say I love studying all the majors that I have mentioned above, engineering, music, business, and blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't matter to me which one I choose. I asked this question from some of my close friends, and they told me to choose a major that I like studying in university, and it doesn't matter if it's engineering or not. They said that people won't hate you even if you choose engineering. They will get proud of you, and they will love you because you improved your knowledge beside your career too. I'm going to go to university next year, and I haven't, can't start my career until I immigrate. What do you think I will be happy to hear from you? Okay, well, Nate Jacobs, I really wish that I didn't name you Nate Jacobs because you're quite sweet, actually. <laughs> and Nate Jacobs is horrible. Anyway, I think as someone who went to college and studied something that is pretty unconventional in the sense of like getting a job right after studying this thing, I still feel so fulfilled from going to college and getting my communication studies degree and getting my minor in film and media. I think that I literally learned so much about myself and also I made so many connections and worked so many like little niche jobs like through my major that I feel like very armed for the world in general, like outside of just an occupation, because those are things that be t can be taken away from you. Knowledge cannot necessarily be taken away from you unless, you know, you know, mental illness or something. So I think that it's always best to kind of go with something that you're at least passionate about. Maybe it's not something you want to do for the rest of your life, but it's a topic or something that you do want to expand your understanding of. Um, in terms of your singing career, I do think because you're already going to be, I don't know, it would be cool to double major if you can. Like if you, I, I have a friend, shout out, shout out, uh, Allison, who majored in music and also majored in chemistry, I think, which is like <laughs> mind blowing to all of us. Like she auditioned for our acapella group. And the first time she auditioned, we were like, this, this seems like something that you cannot pull off. But, you know, she's pulling it off every day. She's crazy smart and crazy cool. And she's, you know, pursuing her passions. And she's going to have, like, a full, fulfilling life because of it. And so if you think that you could handle a double course load, that's also an option. Like, you could... Or you could minor, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it is helpful also. And I've heard this from other musicians. I've heard this from people in the industry. It's always helpful to have, like, a music background an academic music background if you're trying to be an artist as well because it it helps you understand stuff and to like be your own boss in the music industry in some sense whereas if you don't have that knowledge it's very easy for you to get used it's very easy for you to get stuck doing things that aren't really your vision or aren't really things that are good look for you like visually and musically so i i, I definitely think adding some sort of music education into your repertoire would be cool but I also completely understand if you don't have the time or wherewithal for that and you just want to go to college in general and get something that you could make money off of right out of college. I think that engineering is cool if you're passionate about engineering, but that's also super time consuming. I have a lot of friends that were engineers in college or studied engineering in college and they did not have a lot of time for um, fun things. So if you want to do something where you're going to make money off of it, but you're also going to have time to like start your music career and do shit with your music career. I just don't think that engineering is the right choice. So I think that you should workshop that one a little bit. But 
literally whatever you choose like you're on your own specific journey like nobody's gonna really judge you for whatever you choose because as you just explained these are these are extreme circumstances to achieve your goals that you have to go through you have to immigrate to another country that's not an easy thing like nobody nobody can say shit to you bitch you try immigrating to another fucking country to start your music career and then you tell me what you fucking think that just pissed me off you know what you nate jacobs you do what you need to do you go, Glenn Coco. I believe in you. Immigrate wherever you need to immigrate and get get that fucking bread. I believe in you. You got this. All right. On to am I the assholes? We're gonna do. We're gonna try to go fast because I have to leave soon. <laughs> so maybe we'll just do one. We'll do like one am I the asshole to, to wrap us up, and then we'll move on to daddy of the day. All right. It's got to be a juicy one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick from the top from the hot. What's hot in the tag right now? It's got to be something crazy. This one is just, this one seems like an interesting one to end on. <laughs> so we're going to do this one. All right. I'm going to call this person. Um, hmm. I'm going to call this person another antagonist. Damn. I picked a stupid, stupid, stupid thing. <laughs> Derek Hale. We're going to call you Derek Hale. Teen Wolf. If you know, you know. Am I the asshole for eating my fast food in the car so my girlfriend can't have the first bite? <laughs> Derek says, I have been living with my girlfriend for the past six months. We're both in our early 20s and have an overall great relationship. From well before our relationship began, I've been a big fast food eater. Mm. There's an intersection in my city that hosts several different fast food restaurants, and I'll frequently uh, visit each and every one of them. Since I do shift work, I'm generally off the clock at around 11 a.m., and then being too tired to cook, I will hit up a burger joint for a cheeseburger and some fries. My girlfriend always wants to have exactly one bite, exclusively the first bite, of every item I order. When I noticed this, I would start by contacting her on my, own, on my way to the restaurant and asking if she wanted something. Her answer would always be no. But when I get home and dig in, the crinkling of the fast food is like Pavlov's bell to her. I don't know that reference. That reference. Pavlov's bell. I don't know that reference. I'm going to have to look that up later. She'll immediately beeline straight for wherever I'm eating and ask if she can have a bite. I've asked if she would just leave a little at the end. No. I've asked if I could just leave a little bit at the end. No. She always wants the first bite. I've pleaded with her to just let me buy her food. No. She doesn't want to eat that much. I've tried ordering a bit more and letting her polish off the whole burger. No, she'll turn each and every item into a sampler platter and throw away the food I bought for her after the first bite if I don't eat it. I don't like it. I don't like this bizarre culinary version of just promenotis. I don't know what that is. You're like a smart bitch, aren't you, Derek Hale? You're like a smart, smart girl. I'm not smart. I don't know these references. For the past few weeks, I've been eating in my car and discreetly disposing of the wrappers. I was just telling her I wasn't hungry after work, but the other day she found a garbage bag full of fast food wrappers in our bin on garbage day, and she's furious at me for lying to her? Am I the asshole for not sharing with her? No, bitch. <laughs> Your girlfriend is going to extremes to be insufferable, so you have to go through extremes to fucking hide that shit from her so that you can fucking enjoy your fucking food. You're not the asshole at all. I just, this is weird. That's weird. I'm try, I try not to be judgmental of people in these stories, but it almost feels like a control, like a control issue for her. Like, I'm your girlfriend, and so I get the first bite of, like, each of your food. Like, that's, that's like, that's like, it, it's like, it's like, like, when you die, like, 
your wife gets like a lot of the shit in your life and stuff or when you get divorced like your wife is owed so much or whatever it seems like she kind of putting those like imposing those laws on your relationship so that she can have like first dibs on your food and i think that that's not okay and honestly this situation is so ridiculous that you guys have probably joked about it like when you've confronted her about it it's probably been a joke i think that you really need to sit down with her and be like bitch i love fast food i love to fucking eat when you come in my fucking space when i just have my platter of my fucking happy meal when i have my fucking my fucking two-piece and fries and you walk up trying to take a little bite a little nibble of everything it ruins the whole fucking experience for me and it makes me want to kick you in the in the groin so what we need to do here is set some ground rules when i buy fast food you do not get the first bite of anything if you want some fast food i will buy you some fast food for yourself to eat or i will cut whatever i bought in half and give you one what you are not gonna do is be owed every bite of everything that I buy because that is not mm -mm, that was not in the terms and conditions when we began this relationship and so it can change it don't gotta it don't gotta be that way and if you can't handle that I'm gonna take my chicken nuggets and I'm gonna walk the door I'm a beat feet I'm gonna pack up my Burger King bag my subway bag and I'm gonna walk out the door I know you're not gonna say all that because you say that this relationship is working for you in every other circumstance. But honestly, if this is something that bothers you enough to write a whole Reddit post about it, it's something that bothers you. And it might be something that is eventually, it could be just a quirky story you guys tell at your wedding, but it could be the downfall of your relationship. So I think a solid confrontation is necessary. You are not the asshole and you should let that hoe know. That's all we got <laughs> for this advice segment. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back for Daddy of the Day. I'm excited. I have some good ones. So, see you guys after the break. All right, babies. We are back, 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 back. Like a, like a, like a, like a boomerang. Ooh, that was a good one. I'm going to use that one again when somebody's here and pretend that I didn't use it in this episode. Back like a boomerang. Okay, here we are for Daddy of the Day, the segment where we talk about some men in the world who we think are a-okay not bad not amazing a-okay so today i have four daddies four daddies um to talk about so i'm gonna try to go for it fast because again i do have to go back to work very soon okay so the first daddy that i'm gonna talk about is you know what and we're just gonna do a, a wombo combo we're gonna do a, a two a two-piece right um these are two men from euphoria probably the only men on euphoria that i am attracted to so the first one that i would like to talk about is coleman domingo who plays ali on euphoria as we all know ali is one of those saving grace characters when rue is at her craziest at her most batshit you know ali is there ali is there to smack some sense into her because he's the only one who can because he's the only one who knows that she's fucking still doing drugs but he's just like He's just summertime fine. That is one fine African-American man. One fine chocolate man, dare I say. He looks good. I saw a photo of him on Twitter in a fucking tank top. And I, I don't know why that that... Because in the show, they usually have him, like, you know, he's wearing layers. I don't know if that's, like, a, a, a drug addict thing or an ex-drug addict thing to wear layers. But he's always in layers. He's, he's, never, he's, never, got, he's never got the shoulders out. And I saw, I saw them shoulders, show me the shoulders, I saw them shoulders, and I said, mm-hmm, daddy of the day, 
instantly, immediately. Stamp, boom, copy, print, send. So Coleman Domingo is number one. Also, he's a brilliant actor. Let me not talk. <laughs> he's a brilliant actor. He's so good. He lights up the screen every time he's on the screen of the show. Amazing. Cool. Cool. The next daddy of the day that I would like to shout out is one Dominic Fike, right? The first time that I came across Dominic Fike was way, way before Euphoria. And I'm not saying that to be one of those people that's like, I knew him before he was on You know, I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm saying that because I've already been attracted to him in another sense. And Euphoria took it to the next level. So the first time I witnessed Dominic Fike, Brockhampton promoted him. I don't know if he's part of Brockhampton. Brockhampton really confuses me. I used to be a Brockhampton like super fan, but then I started getting really confused and I just had to back out because I'm not trying to get caught up if I misunderstood something and then I'm over here caping for people who are crazy. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So Dominic Fike was promoted by Brockhampton when his song Three Nights came out. And that song was like the theme of my college experience for a while like pre-covid like we would listen to three nights all the fucking time like that was the tune that was the tune you know what i mean and he also has a lot of other great songs like he's a great musician and i enjoy him in that sense a lot and euphoria is the first time that i've seen him one the first time i've seen him act but also the first time that i've seen like him like move and be and embody things for like a prolonged period of time so I didn't like him in the first episode of the season because not I didn't like Dominic Fike, but I didn't like the character Elliot because <sighs> I auditioned for Euphoria and that was pretty much the character that I auditioned for. Now I know based on the description of the character then I know that this is what the character evolved to and it rubbed me the wrong way that they like opened up this big old audition for Euphoria that like anybody could audition and then they cast somebody who's already like a well-known person you know it was just kind of like bothersome to me i like wanted that role to go to somebody somebody a little bit more um local i i don't know i don't know how else to say that you know and so i was just like a little bit bitter for the first two episodes about that but this episode is that first time this most recent episode they have this conversation about queerness between dominic fike's character um Hunter Schaefer's character and Zendaya's character and it just reminded me of being in those queer circles in high school and feeling safe and just feeling like you know not constrained by like heteronormative labels and stuff like that and I was just like wait I get him <laughs> I get this character and so I was just really enthused by him and his performance in the show and I like him a lot and that's why he's daddy number two okay on to daddy number three we're gonna keep it rolling daddy number three is a artist slash designer slash cool guy named jerk events i don't know if you guys remember this but like a long time ago there was these really popular series of art pieces that were like realistic versions of disney characters and jerk events is the guy who is behind them he had, this is not his full name by the way jerk events is uh, his i think first name and his second like middle name or his first name and his first middle name i can't pronounce his last name it is like swedish or something i don't know finnish it's finnish he's from finland so i don't know um he's also just really summertime fine and he has a really pleasing instagram timeline um so if you want to check out his stuff um he's like a brilliant illustrator brilliant art director brilliant designer cool guy if you want to check out his stuff because it's really inspiring for me and also just his general aesthetic and being you can go to jerk events on instagram or pretty much pretty other media platforms likely but it's spelled j-i-r-k-a 
V-I-N-S-E. Sweet. On to the last daddy of the day. This is kind of like a throwback daddy, right? Not a throwback in like, I'm not talking about like somebody from the 90s or something. Just a throwback in that he's not on anything that I'm seeing currently or like in my mind currently. I've just, I just was been reflecting lately and it made me realize how much I appreciate him and what he has done in the industry so far. Um, the last guy that I would like to talk about is another guy from an HBO show, a show Insecure. Um, his name is Alexander Hodge and he played... One of my favorite characters on Insecure, who was Molly's boyfriend in season four. Um, I just also thought it was really cool. I, I haven't seen a lot of couples on television where it's like a black woman and an Asian guy. And I think that that's such a cool dynamic because I know you guys have probably seen and heard articles about how like the least dateable quote unquote people on dating sites and stuff like that is usually black women and Asian men. And so to see them come together and have this really cool relationship for the time that it lasted was like really cool and like I hope not eye-opening because you know people dating is an eye-opening, but like like nice to see on television. Um and Alexander Hodge specifically is dating a black woman in real life, so he got to bring like a lot of that to the character in a way. So that was cool. Um I also just think that he's again, summertime fine. Long hair, short hair. That is a fine man. Um, I also saw him in a movie that I watched with my mom recently. It was this, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it has a... What is her name? It has the, the girl who sung the Kim Possible theme song. That is so fucking rude that that is... <laughs> that is how I'm describing her. But if you know, you know. She's the star of the movie. And she's like... Um, she's... <laughs> She was going to get married to this guy, but then they end up not getting married, and then she ends up as the wedding singer at his wedding in this island locale, and he plays a friend of the guy that she was supposed to get married to. That was very long-winded, but he was fine in that movie, too. He's just a fine, he's just a, a fine ting, a baddie, if you will. Uh, yeah, that'll be it for the Daddy of the Day segment for this episode. Again, if you need anything from us at all, you can either email us at justaskyourdad at gmail.com, or you can DM us on AskYourDadPod, which is on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, my things that you could follow me on are all Herman John Dad on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I love you guys. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. I'm trying to do a little bit more of that this week because I didn't do a lot of it last week. And it shows. Like, I'm very tired. That's part of the reason why this episode is a little bit late because I'm running behind a little bit because I wasn't taking care of myself when I should. So it's not shameful to take a break. It's not shameful to plan fun things into your schedule to like even out the amount of work you're doing and you should do it. It's healthy. It's real. Get into it. Live it. Love it. Learn it. Bend and snap it. That's all we got for this episode. We'll see you next week, baby.